0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sales Velocity TV. I'm Andrew. That's Aaron. We're kind of giggling here because we were having a funny conversation before we
1: kicked off, and
0: um, I don't know how we got there, and I don't even know if we'll even talk about it right now. I I know how we got there. Here's how we got
1: there, okay? okay? We were talking about (laughs) optimizing your life. You haven't been sleeping enough lately. I was giving you a hard time saying, look- it's part of what we do. If, for those of our listeners that don't know, I'm a big proponent of sleep, that whole work until you're dead thing. I get it in the beginning when you got to get over that initial hump. You got to do what you got to do, Fair right? Way. But you got to get back to some level of stasis, you know, fairly quickly. And your body knows what it needs for sleep, right? My, my body used to need nine hours. Now it seems to need eight hours, but like one less hour of sleep. And the whole next day, I'm kind of, kind of dumb, kind of irritable, got a little bit of anxiety, you know, and you were saying that you woke up that that, that way today and you felt like you just want to punch a wall or something. And, and then I <laughs> asked you how your sleep was and you said you slept six and a half hours last night. I'm like, well, there's, there's factor number one. Good point. Right out of the gate. So we started talking about optimization, which by the
0: way, before you go on. So, and if you're new to the show, you're watching this for the first time, we, we tend to blend a lot of physical performance tips and ideas into the show because it all ties back to how you perform in business and how you sell in business. So stay with us here because some of these tips that we've tested over the years, especially me more so than you are, and a lot of them I give you because I studied this quite a bit. They really transfer beautifully into business and they help you feel better, happier and perform better. So go ahead.
1: Absolutely. What leads I mean, us I've to massage, had, right? I, I, I've already had a one hour personal training session this morning, right? Mm-hmm. Where I've just been hammered into the ground and sweat like crazy and Was I it feel CrossFit amazing. or, or it.
0: just like traditional one-on-one type stuff?
1: Yeah, exactly. And so what we were talking about is is Fridays, right? So on Fridays, I cut out at 1 o'clock central, and I actually have it blocked out in my calendar. It says recovery time. And biweekly. Scheduled. Scheduled scheduled,
0: recovery time. That's great.
1: Right? Because if not, people will put stuff in there, or I will put stuff in there. Hmm? So biweekly, I have a masseuse show up to my house. I get a one-hour massage. You know, then I have to go shower all that oil stuff off. And then (laughs) usually what I do is I meet up with a friend. You know, we go have a a beer or something, you know, we end up talking business, but it's like, there's, there's nothing scheduled, you know, I have dinner with my kids and my wife on Friday night, you know, and I just, I shut down, you know, at, at, at one o'clock on Fridays. And so it brought up the, the the (laughs) massage therapists, right. And you I know where this is going, geez. Out of nowhere, you're like, do you use a, a man or a woman? And I'm like, oh. I, By the I way, guys, we're
0: talking about for a massage here. So like massage. Aaron and I are a big massage, like deep tissue sports massage, because we work out hard. And, and again, massage for blood flow overall is just tremendous. Yeah, thing. I get so many knots, you know, yeah, and it's, it's, sitting it's, all day and just getting agitated yeah. and stressed like the body has to be worked. It's 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 body body work.
1: Yeah, I think it's LeBron James who spends a million dollars a year on just Maintenance of his body, so he was saying, like it's massage, yep. it's it's stretching, it's, it's nutrition, food, it's mindset. All, which makes total sense. I think but I'll tell you
0: this, sense. man. What you know, we we did a show months ago on the dissection of Tom Brady and the TB12 method. I can tell you yep. at the core of his fitness routine, forty three going on forty four, still going. It's one thing. Now there's a lot of things, but the one 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 main thing. By the way, and you know this, but I'll tell the viewers the one thing that has. Allowed him to have the longevity that he has is what's called pliability work, which is massage. Basically, it's deep tissue work that keeps the muscles and the joints very soft and supple, so that they can withstand a lot of the hitting and the movement and the change of direction and age.
1: So they and don't tear.
0: They don't. T- yeah, softer tissue is obviously going to go the distance more than harder tissue. So, so I'm a big massage guy. You're a big massage guy. All right, go ahead. What 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 are you going to say?
1: Well, just, you just you threw me off because you're <laughs> you're very much like an A type personality. I've known you for a long time. And you asked me, do I have a, a male masseuse or a female masseuse? And I was like, well, I have a female masseuse, of course. Right. Not that I'm against having a male masseuse. I just prefer to have a female masseuse. And you're like, well, I, a couple of weeks in a row, I've, I've gone off the, off the, off the rails here a little bit, and I've gone with the male one. I went the and other I way. was astounded. I thought you, did you, I think you fell off your chair. I, I, I am shocked because <laughs> it's just so not in alignment with your personality And you were telling me it's been amazing.
0: You know, my, you know, here, we'll get onto the show here in a minute, but I, you know, you know, guys tend to always use female massage therapists because it's kind of awkward with a guy, right? I mean, that's just, I mean, I think it's just a comfortability thing, right? And and most, when my wife gets massaged too, and most women prefer a a woman also. So like a male massage, he's, he, he has like a very small niche of clients because most guys don't want to have a guy and most women don't really want to have a guy, right? So it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a tricky place to be, but my female sports therapist, my female deep tissue massage ladies, like three of them have like either got fired or left the business that I go to. Maybe it's a sales prevention topic for today. We're going to talk about that in a minute, Maybe. right? Can't keep their good massage therapist, and I'm like, I don't even like. I, I get used to someone, and I don't want to change. And I'm like, listen, we know you like to use women, but we have this one guy here. He's a an, an athletic type, deep tissue sports massage guy. We highly recommend them. Give it a try. I know you'd prefer a woman. and I'm like that like, it took me a couple times to say yes. And I finally said yes. And I've had my last two 90 minute deep tissue massages with a male therapist. And it's, you know, that was a very big, uh, big hurdle for me to get over. But the guy's phenomenal. It's just, you know, you got to get past the stigma here. And you know, guys don't like guys touching guys. I mean, let's be real,
1: right? I, I, was, I, I was like, I don't even know you anymore. I was I was, I was shocked, <laughs> right? But you were like, it was... But, it's a, and, but, it was but, and then we started talking about... Per, but you know, he's Seinfeld, a pro. But this is the a pro. Seinfeld I mean, episode. We started talking oh about the Seinfeld God. episode and, oh and George God. Costanza and it moved and it was just going down just a rabbit hole. But if you watch
0: Seinfeld still, we show our age because we're in our 40s and it was like the Mecca TV sitcom show in the, in the 90s. And uh, I'll never forget the episode when George Costanza had a... Went to go get his massage and he had no idea it was going to be a man until he got in the room and he was laying on the table naked with a towel over him and the guy starts touching him and his, he was, his whole body just like fell apart. It was so <laughs> funny that episode of
1: Seinfeld, <laughs> but anyways, we digressed. It was, you know, we like to kind of, we're talking, we're, we're talking about sales prevention department, yes. sales prevention department has been something that we've, we've had on multiple shows where well, we we're like to about- visit
0: it about once every six weeks or so. So if you see that, Oh, this is a topic that you've done before. It's not the same show. It's that we keep running into sales prevention scenarios and we want to make sure you don't have a sales prevention scenario in your business because you most likely do. The key is to catch it early.
1: Yeah. And, and I actually was talking to one of our clients yesterday and they were saying that part of the training that they offer, they're a, a trading company, like mm-hmm. a, I think they're forex trading company. Forex trading, yeah. And uh, once a week, what he shows is, his students is a winning trade and a losing trade. And he dissects both. Right? Because he like feels it. like you can learn as much, if not more, from the losing trade as you can analyzing in the winning trade. No question. Right? So I think that's part of the show is, is sometimes you learn more from the wrong way to do things and than just talking about the right way to do things all the time. Right? Totally. Which is why we do the sales prevention department. What is happening in specific businesses that are causing them to push sales away from them and say, I don't want to
0: it. To deter the transaction.
1: To deter the transaction, so it was it was great that we decided to do this this morning because I actually I literally came from a Zoom right before this the show today, and um, I'm on a, 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 a I'm an executive committee on a, on, on one of the stratas because I own a, a condo you know on the beach and rent it out and it's I'm part of that 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 executive committee, and uh, we're getting the whole building painted, so you know big job right we're talking about four buildings you know, repairs of walls, you know, multiple paint coats, three months, you know, probably a three month job altogether. So we've got multiple, you know, vendors submitting proposals for this thing. And it came down to two. And one is a, is a professional company that everybody recognizes the name. And one is a company that's been around for 30 years where one of the people on the executive committee knows the person really well. He's like, look, these guys have been doing Jobs for me and my family for 30 years. I can wholeheartedly support their work. I trust them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Costs were the same. You know, the 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 this 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 one guy that I'm gonna talk about, he was actually able to start next week versus starting in two months. So he had, you know, a reputation, he had someone on the inside, he could start earlier, his price was the same. Like he had a lot of things leaning in his direction. But then the proposals came hmm. for us to review. And the first company, you know, the the professional one that didn't have a relationship established with anybody on our, our committee, seven pages, all broken out, you know, timelines, stages, costs, people associated with it, contingencies, the whole thing, like absolutely dialed, right? The guy with the friend on the inside, one page, four bullet points. We're like, okay, you know, this is a, you know, a hundred plus thousand dollar job. And it looks like you kind of just mailed in the proposal, like
0: whipped it together because he's comfortable.
1: I don't know. I, 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 just, I don't know if it's a strength in his business or not a strength or he's so busy that it doesn't matter. I I, 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 or if he's just not aware that it's important. But for
0: you as the end user, you were turned off by the overall too simplistic of the Proposal for that size of a job and yeah,
1: no I mean, real like,
0: detail but, and kind of almost like does it look sloppy and does it look rushed and does it look lazy? Is that how you yeah, feel? Or,
1: or, or uneducated, right? Is, is the big challenge. Like, you know, when you're talking, if, if you offer a service, you know, especially a service, but anything that's particular, what I would consider to be high ticket, right? Like, if you're selling something that's a job, right? You know, 5K plus right? And in this particular case, we're talking about $100,000, right? The the client is looking for reasons to say no, right? Because it's a big commitment. It makes them nervous, Mm -hmm. right? The things that make them say yes are the professionalism of what you put forward, right? Your branding consistency, your language. I can't tell you how many show up with spelling errors. I I legitimately looked
0: at this. Spelling and grammar to me is a huge red flag.
1: Huge, huge red, flag. Like, red flag, right? I just looked at this client's website yesterday. You know, they're doing well. They're doing, you know, about a million dollars a year. And I went, and their big bold headline had a had a spelling error in it on their page Yikes. that was a completely different word. And I said, well, first off, that's a problem. And he was like, oh my god, this is why we need to find somebody like you because no nobody's even caught this. And I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs>
0: yeah. that's that's that a problem. Set of eyes helps,
1: right? That's the very first headline on their website, right? Spelt wrong, um, and. And you got to put yourself in the customer's position of how professional are you looking? Does it look like you've thought about this? And the great thing is, is that you can put together a template, right? And really think about all the things going on in the client's mind. You know, what am I going to get? What are the timelines? Who am I working with? Do you have testimonials and reviews? What does your contract look like? You know, put yourself in their mind and maybe spend one day making it look really professional with branding and logo and images and all that stuff. And then you just modify it as you move forward, you know, with the information from the next client or the next client or the next client. But when you, when you look at your process and it looks like you just, you just mailed it in, like even things like email signatures, you know, not your, your company's not there, you know, your title's not there. There's not a link to your site. There's a, yeah. you know, there's just nothing. You, you, you just look like an amateur. Right.
0: And, 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 and it does prevent sales. And that's why we're it here It does today. prevent and sales. And listen, at the end of the day, you know, every little touch point with the customer, you need to look at closely and make sure that there is consistency and congruency with the way you communicate, with the way you've branded your company, with the way, like you said, you sign off with the signatures and the company logos. Like your your email proposal can't look totally different than like your website overview. And then your website can't look totally different than your brochure because it's it's broken it's broken messaging, broken imagery, broken design, all of that deters sales. A lot of times subconsciously. A lot of times they don't go, go, oh, you know what? Because he did this, I'm not going to buy. But in the back of their head, they're looking for, especially on a big ticket, especially high ticket, they're looking, even unconsciously, they're looking for someone to be very thorough, very organized, very elegant, and very professional because that secures trust. And a lot of times it's unseen. They don't right. know that they're and, doing that, but in their head, they're thinking it. And, and, that's, and that's sort that's, of the psychology behind how yeah. you present everything that you do, including yourself. I mean, Aaron, you and I have young kids. I mean, yep. my, my son is 10. My daughter's going to be 7. Your kids are now, you know, te- te- teens. For the 9, 14, 17. Yeah, so I'm a, I am ai know you agree. I'm a big believer in – listen, how, guys, how you present yourself. You can't like have your hair growing over your eyes, hanging down over your nose and being all sloppy and having clothes hanging out and, you know, your shoes are a mess with different color shoelaces. I mean, I know that's all fun and you're a kid, but I'm telling you that you look disorganized, you look messy, and you don't want to grow up being that way. You can do it once in a while, I say, but your your, your presentation is very messy and very disorganized and... You know, I want you to look organized and I want you to look like you care. And, and you know, I don't force it. I'm not being a being a Nazi about it, but I want in their head that they need to show up a certain way in life because today and you're not in America. We talked about this early. Good Lord, the slippage in the looseness and the carelessness and just the overall presentation of the way people carry themselves today is an atrocity. <laughs> Ronald Reagan and John F. Kennedy, one great Republican. President and one great Democrat president. I want to make sure I represent both sides of the aisle here. I mean, people love them on both sides of the party. There was a ton of respect. There was unity. There's always problems in a country, but you take this president and then the last president, and it's just like stuff is just all over the place. <laughs> it's like I mean,
1: anyways, not to go down that well, path. And, but and here's but the thing: it's right? like, st-
0: the looseness and the carelessness just really gets to me.
1: It, it and, and opinions matter, right? It, nobody wants to be judged and we always tell our kids like don't be judgmental and you know all of those good things right right but humans but. size humans up all the time all the time even if they don't know it right you do it whether you believe it or you don't mm-hmm. everybody does it right the first it's almost like it's almost like i, I think about like um remember the, the movie robocop that's a really old movie yeah. but yeah remember getting the, up there man You remember the movie RoboCop? No, you're so much older
0: than me that I don't, I
1: don't. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like he would see a human and then, and you would see it through his eyes and it would like, it would be like height, weight, you know, nationality, boom, boom, boom. And it would be like, like, we do that, right? We do, we are judgmental because genetically we're predispositioned to try and find people like us or stronger than us to survive in a tribal society. Right. So we're always, we're always evaluating everybody to be like, are they like us or are they more powerful than I, so that I should follow them. Right. And then, then, you know, how you respond to those people is then affected by that. And and that is a reality. It's a, it, maybe it's a sad reality, but it's a true reality.
0: It's, but it's not ever going to change because it's human nature. It's human psychology. It's just the way we're wired. So you can say, hey, this is a looser world and it's more casual and I'm just going to show up and say whatever. And probably nobody will say anything, but Nobody's there's say anything. no question many are thinking that you haven't put a lot of care and thought and maybe you don't have enough respect for the environment you're in, whether it be the school, the job, the business, because sure. when you show up with your pants down to your ankles and when you show up with like, you know, your your hair, disheveled mess and you want to, you know, just kind of be all lazy and, I don't know. It's just I feel like it's a downward spiral and it it spills into business quite a bit. Now, the point is, it's business, right? It spills into business. um, But I think it starts at a young age. Like I went to a high school, Aaron, where it was a private high school. So we didn't have to wear uniforms. and It was kind of a cool little in between. You can't wear no uniforms, but no jeans, collared shirts mandatory. So it's like it wasn't like the stuffy uniforms. But it was like that little elegant level of, of respecting the way you dress and coming in. No jeans, no shorts, collared shirts, could be buttoned down, could be any color, no formal uniforms. I loved that, that little hybrid style of, of getting kids. And, and, and honestly, to this day, I mean, that stuck with me in high school. I pretty much, you know, call me call me whatever you want to call me. But, I you know, today's Old like fashion. one of the first days I don't have a collared shirt on doing the show in a long time. Although this is like a stylish shirt. It isn't a T-shirt that I grabbed out of my gym drawer. It's a nice designer T-shirt or or you know just non-collar shirt. But I do like, you feel like, awkward? I today? Have the, no. I feel fine, man. I mean, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm past that stigma. But I have it in my you see how you see how it's ingrained since high school. Yeah, like I tend to wear a collared shirt when I'm doing business, going to my office, even if it's a short sleeve polo style collared shirt, because it's kind of wired into me since I was in that environment in high school. So it all starts at a young age, not to veer off to. Well, we know. have
1: to and we have to circle this back around, right? Which is that. Somebody once said to me, "It's not the deal; it's the feel." Right? So this guy that proposed it today had a connection, price was the same, should have been a no-brainer. But that that proposal, I I I said, you know, I, this. You're is, repulsed like, by this proposal, huh? I'm repulsed. Really bothering you? I was like, this is amateur hour bullshit yeah, right here. Yeah. And. And he, he could be the best on the block, right? But it was the feel. I didn't like the feel of it, and right? Feel
0: matters, man. Feel matters, it,
1: right? And that's when you—it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, are your emails branded? Are your fonts similar across your site to your emails to your whatever? Is there logos? Are they in your signature? Is your proposal done properly? Is your, you know, how you dress, how you look? You, people are looking for a reason to say no, so you don't want to give them a reason to say no. You want to show up in whatever you do with that feel that says, I'm going to give you the best experience possible. And that just, that that feel just eliminates the one variable or yeah. that, that would make them say no, or maybe that's the one variable that puts you over top. It's one uh, of the reasons
0: why the Disney Corporation has always had the tagline, the happiest place on earth. And the reason they call it the happiest place on earth, and, and a lot of people don't know this, I've studied Disney quite a bit over the years, as a business model is they engineer every single touch point of their park, every single entry point, every single ride, every single hotel, anything associated with with Disney. They choreograph almost everything. Mm -hmm. Everything is a show. There's no detail, no stone left unturned. They're very careful with how they present everything. Super clean, no trash on the ground. Like it is people are fired for a, a, a can not being in the trash can, but you know, one of the one of the, the you know, the the what do they call them? The mountaineer m- musketeers or the what was it? The, the name of the staff they call them
1: like, uh, yeah, and they also have a weird other name for their staff is they're not they're not staff, they're not team members, they're they, there's they're something
0: muskate- else. Aren't they musketeers? I,
1: I don't remember, but it was almost they like have a they're name. uh, performers or something. They call them performers, yes. so it's a completely so, different so, so key
0: word here in selling. Is almost everything needs to be choreographed, organized, thoughtful, every step of the way. Because even subconsciously, your prospect is almost today looking for the mess up. They're looking for a way out because they have so many options today. So don't give them a way out. Give them the most elegant, most thoughtful experience that you can. And you will have so much less selling resistance, which we talk about quite a bit here on the show. Kind of the theme of the show. And you will have so many more people raving about the experience with you. Apple does a phenomenal job of this. We talk about Apple a lot. Um, Mercedes does a great job with this. Rolex does a great job with this. I mean, these are huge brands that you could possibly say, Oh, but though that, but I'm not Rolex and I'm not Mercedes. But success no, leaves clues success just leaves emulate clues. what they do. Yeah. And, and it, right. It's and, cool. and maybe the
1: exercise here for today for people is to look through all of their assets in their business. Read through them all, look through them all, and just ask themselves, how does this make me feel?
0: Feel is the word, right? Feel is the word. It's not what they think, although that matters, but they're going to feel before they think. So how can you make someone feel when they come through your process? You know, we love, we talk about it, it, it a lot. We put so much time and energy and money into the customer service and the customer experience component of new Pipeline Pro activations. When somebody comes into our software platform, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people a week, frankly. And almost never do we get someone going. This was the worst experience ever. I mean, sometimes there's a little tech thing, and, but 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 never anything that isn't jumped on by telephone right away, and by email, and by text. And even if we have to get on a Zoom with someone and walk them through it, we are all over that, so that everybody goes. That was just the greatest experience ever. And I want to refer you. We, yeah, you, you want that, and I want to refer you. We get it Absolutely. all the time, and and that's what it's all about. It's the, is making the people coming into your business, the new clients, the new customers, the new sales feel like wow, this was a great decision.
1: Well, and, and let's take this a step further. And then I want to hear your example for today, right? Obviously what we're talking about is the front end sale, yeah. right? Sure. It's, it's creating the feel and the experience that doesn't give a person a reason to say no, that doesn't have a sales prevention department, you know, situated in your business, Right. But the goal of any business is, is as you're growing, your goal is to continue to increase your return customers, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard people refer to it as like the halo effect, yeah, right? So let's just say in your first year, your return customers are only 10% because everybody's new and they're cold, right? Like ideally what you wanna see by the fifth year is like 40%, right? And people don't remember what they buy, they remember how they felt. Right, so if you're creating this consistency and this experience across everything, right? The there's a, uh, unlimited options of people to buy from these days. You know, the only way to win the game of price battle is feel, right? Because somebody's always going to probably do it cheaper than you. But I can get a I can get a Dell computer for two hundred bucks. But when I get one I I feel like ah oh, this is like this is trash right <laughs> like compared to my iMac I'm like ah oh, I just I feel and Del, I feel Dell
0: Dell used to be the the premier yeah. player back in in the 90s you know that was a yeah, absolutely device,
1: right before Right my my wife says when we go into places that we just don't feel right she uses the term itchy this place makes me itchy Itchy yeah Yeah itchy. she's like itchy Scratching right itchy. and oh. and you know <laughs> I want the – I will pay more for the experience than I will to save money because I don't I don't want to feel itchy when I buy something, right? That proposal today made me feel itchy. I was and like, what yeah. is that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean especially in the bigger the number, the more important this is. You can get away mm-hmm. with some things on small ticket stuff, but hey, treat everything big. Yeah. Treat everything big. Treat everything big because it leads to bigger. Even if you start small with a small transaction, it leads to bigger. And if you're messing up the customer experience – On the way in, then they're they're closed-minded to bigger, doing bigger and better and more things with you. Give an example from a great client of mine, super guy. He's an attorney here in Florida, patent attorney, been a client of mine for, God, probably eight years, nine years now. He's on the Inc. 5000 list. It's been amazing to watch his company go from, you know, a few hundred grand a year to a few million a year to probably six, seven million this year, Inc. 5000 list. And, you know, they do so much right. But once in a while, I catch something that they're doing wrong. And that's why I'm there. I'm there as a second set of eyes to see what they don't see. That's what good consulting is. So if you don't have advisors and consultants in your business to be a second set of eyes, to see the things that you don't see because you're too close to it, So it's an objective set of eyes. It's really an important set of eyes. That's why Tiger Woods has like nine coaches. Tom Brady has like four coaches. CEOs of companies bring in guys like Tony Robbins to be a a second set of eyes for how they're handling themselves and their mindset and their people and their organizations. It's why they spend money or invest money, I should say. Better word, not spend. Invest money on coaches and consultants. But in this business, I work with him on his sales process and his operations and his marketing and, and, and things like that. That's my area. That's my lane. And... They were running into a problem where their sales guys, team of a team of about four or five guys, what we noticed, they, well, first thing, the, the, the reason, the way we got to this was because they noticed that their appointment show up ratio was trailing off. It's all about booking an appointment, learn about the patent and, and um, you know, get a patent search done, get it sold, right? But what I noticed was the sales guys were also the ones who were taking the incoming calls and booking their own appointments. So the sales guys were becoming appointment setters and they didn't even realize it. They were setting appointments for themselves and then doing sales for themselves. You and I both know what follow-up looks like with that. I mean, a lot of administrative. So they were, they were out of their lane for a long time, setting their own calls and then doing their own calls and then following up with people that didn't show up and then taking the incoming calls and putting people on the calendar and making this. It's tiring just talking about a sales professional needs to only be selling and having great quality conversations with a prospect. What we did is we instituted the setter-closer model, which I know you're familiar with, where we put new people in place to take the incoming calls, set the appointments with the advisors, better positioning for the advisors too. It's kind of weak weak when you're setting your own appointments and you're taking the incoming calls and making the up on calls and then calling about the cancel calls and then calling to get someone to reschedule, all to book with me. It's like, man, that guy has like – Too much time. It's almost like are they are they short staffed and shorthanded and low on funds. I'm not so sure. I trust this organization right now. So we installed two set feel good. Yeah, I don't feel. Yeah, you don't the feel again, right? So we installed two setters. I said have to have your sales guys out of the setting. Your sales guys can't make appointments. They need to be teed up with appointments so they can stay really focused and do a great job and not feel rushed and not feel like they have to go do three other things. They can be engaged in that 30 to 45 minute consultation call about the patents and they put the setters in, which gives back at least three hours a day in some cases, Aaron, to the the, the sales professionals day. They're getting back two to three hours a day of time that they were chasing people around to do appointments for. And now they're like, Really less stressed, zeroed in on that sales presentation that they're doing, and the setters can do the follow-up. The setters set the appointments. If someone doesn't show up, the setter reaches back out and says, hey, we noticed you didn't show up. Let's get you back on the calendar with Aaron. He's got a slot on Thursday at 2 p.m., and they're staying in their lane and the setters are in their lane, and that's the setter-closer model with any business always takes that business to a new level and greatly bumps up conversions on who shows up because there's a, someone in a role to make sure that A, they get booked, and B, they show up, and if they don't, we're going to chase you down to get you to show up. A sales guy can't be doing that. He's completely out well, of his lane.
1: They can't, but, can, but it's you messy. Gotta look at do- you got to look at dollar per hour, right? Yeah. If you've got a salesperson that's really, really good, let's just say that they're closing sales at a rate of... Two hundred dollars per hour, you know, in your organization. Why would you want to have them doing a twenty dollar an hour? Administrative work. Administrative work. Right. Right. And that's not talking down on the administrative. That's just looking at math. Mm-hmm. Right. Is I want that person fresh, ready, hungry, turned on, ready to go. Right. To make sales
0: and focused on the the specialty. Right. A, set, a yeah. setter is a very important role. I like. I told him, I said, listen, your setter is the concierge hostess that they when you go into a restaurant, it's the first person you see. They have a bubbly, outgoing personality. They make you feel welcome. You're glad you came, and they're that first impression. That's a different kind of a role in most cases than a salesperson who is more in a consulting role, listening to the client, kind of feeling out where their pain points are. Dissecting it. it, Dissecting it. Two different skill sets. Not one is more important than the other. That's a synergy that when you get that center closer model, right, it will transform your business. The conversions immediately bump back up. Yep.
1: And, and have you seen so the Preventing. Listen,
0: if appointments are down, you're preventing sales because mathematics says the more people that show up for an appointment, the more sales you can make. If less people are showing up, obviously less sales, right? So that was a sales prevention component that we overcame.
1: Absolutely. And you know, what I would love to see, and I know we have a lot of people who listen to the show, watch the show, et cetera, et cetera. I would love to hear from some of our viewers and some of our listeners where they've experienced a sales prevention department, you know, leaving a comment on some of the shows, et cetera. I mean, I love reading through these and using them as material for these shows. So if you've got an experience where you've run into a serious sales prevention department at a business. Leave a comment. Share it with us. I'd love to read through
0: it. Absolutely. So salesvelocitytv.com. You can leave a comment. That's where all of our shows are. That's where all of our uh, recordings are. You can access the show by radio there as well. You see all the download download platforms. Uh, and also on the Facebook page where we're live right now on Fridays is salesvelocitytv.com public Facebook page plenty mm-hmm. of spots to leave comments there just say I have a sales prevention story that you guys will love because they're, they're often entertaining they're fun that, they I have a story that I think you guys will love and we will have our social media management and publishing team that that, that that produces the show reach out to you and 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 have us have you tell them the story and we will absolutely maybe in the future it.
1: we'll start to bring them on yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll bring, we'll bring on. them on and interview them
0: yeah I can tell you what we're going to be doing in the future here so if you've been watching our show for a little while before we wrap today Um, it's kind of, it's kind of the Andrew and Aaron show and that's the way we designed the show. I felt that there was, and I, I, I guess this was a business decision on my end, but you were cool with it. You know, you're just a down and out, you know, cool with everything kind of guy, I guess. Right. But I said to Aaron, I said, listen, let's not be like every other show and like just be a guest show. Let's bring in guests once in a while, but let's make sure that the guests are doing one thing that no other, that very few other guests are doing. And that is they have a sales machine. I mean, we're talking about like who we're vetting right now to bring onto the show. They're not just cool people that have like a business for a year or two. We're talking multi, multi million, multi tens of millions, even hundreds and hundreds of million dollar style empires that they've built from scratch. That's who we're going to bring on the show periodically, maybe once a month, maybe twice a month, depending on availability. It's going to be the Android show for the most part. But we got a couple big time players that are in the queue that we want to bring on who are doing big time things. And I I always love hearing the evolution story from where they got started to how this became a hundred million dollar empire, a ten million dollar empire. It's phenomenal. Um, Some of them are on the Inc. 5000 list. A couple are my clients. I know a couple will be your clients, but there's a couple big names that you will most likely know that we'll be bringing on in in 2021 here that, uh, you know, we'll just give a, a, a different angle and a different viewpoint.
1: And I think it's fun because, you know, my belief is that if somebody else can do it, so can you, right? If somebody else has already done it, I can follow in their footsteps and accomplish it. The the social proof for me is already there. So having those types of guests on are super, super important. I have have a client of mine right now that, that somebody got in his ear and said, you can't do, you know, what you're doing right now. There's plenty of examples of people who've done what you've done before. Don't, Don't listen to the naysayers. That's a, that's a devil creeping in your ear. Right. So when you're constantly, you know, listening to shows like this and you're watching, you know, maybe YouTube channels or podcasts of of super, super successful people, all it's doing is it's just reinforcing in your brain that it's been done before. There's there's proof in the concept. You know, success leaves clues. You can do it, too. I would rather be constantly feeding my mind with things like that than feeding my mind with the doom and gloom and everything's falling apart. And oh, my God, everything's a a disaster. And and you can it can happen real quick. So yeah, listen, slow.
0: it's been, you know, the pandemic and politics and all the stuff that's gone on in this country, It's it's been a rough last 15 months for many. You have to go out of your way to feed your mind with the certain kind of information and the certain kind of philosophies and thought processes that don't exist in mainstream media or on social media today. Case in point, when I was working out the other day, I said, you know, what? Let, let me let me just grab some Jim Rohn on YouTube. I have like a folder of old school Jim Rohn stuff and, you know, listening to that guy and he was big in the seventies and eighties and nineties, but that voice and the way he explains things. I mean, this is like the godfather of personal development to me. I love just popping on a Jim Rohn. If I get down, I'll just pop on like a 20 minute Jim Rohn YouTube thing while I'm working out or just, you know, cooking or cleaning or doing whatever I'm doing, you know, chore wise at home. And it makes a big difference. You know, one of, his, a huge difference. one of his, one of his, one of his all time favorite quotes I'll leave you guys with today is, you know, in order for things to get better, you have to get better. And and it's his, it's his signature quote, right? In order for things to change, you have to change. In order for yeah. things to get better, you need to get better. Most people are. Blaming and, and, someone I'll, else. and I'll
1: match one, one of my favorites as well, right? Yeah. Garbage in, garbage out. Right on. Right. What you yep. put in your mind, what you put in your body, garbage in, garbage out. That's right.
0: That's right. So
1: there's a lot of deliberate work that needs to
0: get done outside the day to day and, you know, getting caught into different media conversations. Jeez, in this country, Aaron, you're not here. So I like oh, I'm I like, so grateful I, that I'm I, not
1: getting hit with that media. 24 seven. I got to
0: tell you, I wish I lived in the Cayman Islands right now because <laughs> I don't love where our country's going. I feel like, you know, information's getting suppressed, censorship's getting getting in the way. I don't even know who to believe anymore. I mean, that's that's the most, to me, that's the most dangerous thing in a society is when information is censored. And, and when big media like Facebook and Google and, and Twitter um, and companies like this who drive a lot of the information get called to Capitol Hill three times in 2020 because they're burying information about science and politics and just the way people want to think and feel, that's pretty dangerous because then you start to not know who to believe. And when you rely on the news to get the news and the news isn't really the news all the time, then you're in a pickle. And that's, that's, I got a better tough, suggestion. Tough place don't, watch, to be.
1: don't, don't watch the news. I make my own news. Yeah. No, listen, it's not about watching it.
0: I mean, I, you, you have to kind of check in on things. You don't need to sit in front right, of it, no. and bury yourself in front of it. Once in a while, you right. get to know what's going on when it comes to economics and business. <laughs> you know and, what?
1: One of my favorite, one of my favorite authors was Andy Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he wrote the traveler's gift, which yeah. is one of my favorite books. We had him speak and at I, one of our events. Do you remember? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was
0: at one of our events back in like 2010 or something.
1: Yeah, awesome guy. Yeah, right. If you haven't read his book, The Traveler's Gift, go buy it. I have best read it a long time ago. Right, and I remember him talking about this news concept, and somebody getting really mad at him about not watching or listening to the news. And he lives on a small island on the coast of Florida. I can't remember which one it is. And the guy that lived down the road from him said, "Well, what if a hurricane was coming? If you never listened to the news, like, what would happen?" He said, "Well." Just based on the fact of what's happened today, I'd walk out and one of you would tell me, there's a hurricane coming because you guys watch the news. (laughs) And that would be the end of it, right? He said, I don't need to be plugged in to things that you want to be plugged into because if it's big enough, somebody's going to tell me about it. He said, but all the small minutiae day-to-day you know, clickbait and trying yeah, to get day-to-day get stuff, in. probably
0: not as much, but you need a big picture overview of, of how the world is operating. So, cause you don't want to be completely ignorant and naive to what's happening either. Right. You have to kind of be plugged into, I, for me, I like to be, plugged in to, I like to be plugged into economics. So for me, CNBC is always my go-to channel because it's strictly about companies going public and yes. CEO interviews and, you know, it just just w- w- what's going on with inflation, what's going on with stocks, what's going on with commodities. That's important economic news that as a business owner I you want to know because you can make adjustments in business depending on trends in economics. I guess I don't
1: I guess I guess don't consider that news. I consider that yeah. like, business, I don't know, business news Thank and, God for and that mainstream channel. news are not the same Thank thing. Thank God for that
0: channel. They just don't get roped into all the politics and all the drama. They just report on it and then they're back to like, okay, this company did this or here's a new innovative product or here's the CEO of... Uh, You know, we we got Jeff Bezos from Amazon on today and he's donating one hundred million dollars. Like it's all to me like positive, productive stuff on how to run a business, how to run a company. And you got to be just careful what you what you um, what you listen to and what you let in. But you also have to make sure you're watching a lot of different sources, because in our country, if you watch CNN and Fox News and you go back and forth, you'd think it was two different countries. Literally yep. two different countries. So you got to watch them both. And then you need to pull back and go do your own independent research. And then you have to be intelligent enough to make your own decisions. It's just a lot of work today to watch the news in America, Aaron, is my point. It actually takes it's like going to school. It takes work.
1: Too much time. Too much It's time. not a high yeah. ROI. I, I, like
0: to, I like to plug in and pop in for 10, 15 minutes here and there on both sides just to kind of see what's going on and see if there's anything that I need to know or that I need to adjust or, or make some decisions. But mainly due to the pandemic because, you know, I, you, you got to kind of keep an eye on what's going on with the health stuff and you know, if there's anything that we need to know about. So, but anyways, sales prevention is a real pandemic. In your, <laughs> <laughs> it is an epidemic. And uh, it, can, it can slip into a business and spread like a cancer if you're not careful. So you always have to be vigilant for these sales prevention scenarios in your business. We're going to bring it back to you every, I don't know, four to six weeks or so. You will see this sales prevention department episode where Aaron and I share any of these issues that have either happened with us as consumers or with the many, many clients that we work with where we see them sometimes for them and correct them for them and share them with you on the show. So... Um, Good one here today, Aaron. That's Andrew. Uh, th- no, this is Andrew. That's Aaron. That's this is, Andrew. See, it's it's the whole mirror thing. I'm Andrew. That's Aaron. Hope you enjoyed this sales prevention department episode here today. We're back same time, same place, live in the Facebook group every Friday. If you get us uh, on the podcast, awesome. Let us know if you love the show. Let us know what you want to see for topics in all past episodes or over at salesvelocitytv.com. We will see you on the next show. Aaron, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Sales Velocity TV is powered by Pipeline Pro, the ultimate all-in-one sales pipeline management and marketing automation platform that makes all others obsolete. And we can prove it. Take a tour at gopipelinepro.com. See you on the next episode.